This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After eight or nine months, he was 1,000% sure the earth is flat. And yet no one can ever tell me of the flat earthers. No one can ever tell me... How come people aren't falling off the edges of the earth? Eight or nine months. That's what it took to convince the man. <laughs> of course, I still addressed him as sir, which I think is my favorite part. <laughs> Trying to get his attention. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Halfway through our Monday night into Tuesday morning show. And we still have a lot to get to. Do a little basketball for these next few minutes. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket Cam. You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Our YouTube channel also named after the show. And in the next, well, Jay, you tell me. In the next how many hours until we get the M&M jar with its cameo video up on social. Within this hour. Oh, okay, Within good. this half hour, actually, possibly. What? Jay's been working hard. He's been running back and forth, up and down, in and out of the control room. He's got multiple computers working on this task. Building a, working a sweat out. Up, up, working, working up a sweat out here. There we go. See, I can't even catch my breath. You're definitely never allowed to sit in my chair again. Um, also, <laughs> that's all it takes for you to work up a sweat, is to yeah, just run days. 10 steps back and forth. It's like 20, but yeah, you know, that computer, that computer, printer, obstacle course out here. I'm not going to say anything at all. Nothing. I'm proud of you for working out, Jay. Way to go. I'm a little, I'm a little sick, so it's, you know, oh, not the best conditions. Now he's fishing for sympathy. Listen to the man. What is it about guys? They always want people to feel sorry for them when they are sick. That is, and, that is pretty true. And they say men are the tougher sex. Okay, tougher gender. Hmm. Oh, I love that. That is accurate. I, just, I don't get sick often, but when I do, it's like, it's nice to be You get to sick like it. once a month, for heaven's sakes. It's the snapping, the sickness. I don't know what's going on with me. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. But I'm glad that you're here. Does that make it all better? Because I, I need someone to put together the video. Oh, well, yeah, I guess if that's the only reason. Just kidding. Tell the people I offered to bring you soup. I offered to you bring did. whatever it is that you needed. And this is what Jay said to me. I don't really eat soup. That's not how I said it. That no, is true. Said- you said, I don't really eat soup. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you said. How did I say it incorrectly? Because I said thank you. Like, thank you so much. But okay, like- well, the thank you's assumed. Yes, I know no. you appreciate it. I don't really eat soup. 
So what did you? I didn't say like in disgust. Oh, you so did. What I've offered him chili before. He's the only guy I've ever worked with who doesn't eat chili. It's really kind of sad to me because I love to show off my chili cooking skills, and yet he won't even try it. I've eaten everything else. That's like the one thing. And soup. And vegetables. Are you kidding me? There's all kinds of things you won't eat. I've gotten, I've eaten a couple of those. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, what do you have against chili? I don't know. Nothing really against it per se. It's, you know, I respect its place in food lore and in the pyramid, but it's just not really for me. What is it about the chili? You don't like meat? No, it's, I don't know what it is. Texture, the beans. Yeah, really the beans are not a big bean fan. I like refried beans. So you don't like refried beans, but I like that's the style of bean that I do like. So that's not even it's bean. It's refried. Oh my god, <laughs> it's, it's bean. It looks like baby poop. Like it a doesn't. Bit. It, yeah, it, they don't look like beans. I'm sorry, they're just ew. But I did put them in the dip that I took at Thanksgiving because it called for refried beans and it was fine. But it's, still, refried bean and dip is very. That's good. not a vegetable, Jay. No, no, it's not a vegetable. It's a mush. It's a vegetable, I think. We get a ruling on that. You think it's a vegetable? Beans are legumes. They're not vegetables anyway, really. What's a legume? A bean. <laughs> Jay only has Jay only has two food groups. One is fried food and the other is fast food. Those are his two food groups. Oh, I wait, wait, well, hold on. Frozen food. So he's got three F's. Fast food, fried food. Frozen food. I won't argue just because it works out so well with the three Fs. What would you argue exactly? Oh, I forgot. Candy is that doesn't work with uh, the Fs, but he also has candy as a food as a food group. Poultry gets in there. If it's fried, like frozen, or what was the other one? Fried, frozen, or fast. fast. Yeah. Oh, sure. You do eat chicken when it's one of those three categories. Chick Fil A. Exactly. That's fast food. Yeah. Yeah, I'm agreeing. You're right. No wonder when you run 20 steps, you start to sweat. That, that's that's the sickness. See, but I've given up because I'm not his mom, and I'm not going to get on his case anymore. I try to feed him blueberries. He won't really eat more than one at a time. And then he wonders why he's tired and sick all the time. Have you ever thought it might be your diet? No, never. Okay. Cool. Nothing to do with it. Cool. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. He's not going to turn into a hippo, though, because he's one of those people. He thinks he's healthy because he's thin. Just, I'm just saying. Uh, on Facebook, I just want you to be healthy and live for a really long time. I'm doing great. Not without vegetables or fruit. We'll get there. When you're 40? Maybe. Maybe then. All right. I guess there's fruit some, snacks. something to shoot. No, Jay, not fruit snacks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like 100% fruit at this point, right? Nope. Not even if you say it out loud 100 more times. (laughs) So, okay, on Twitter or Facebook, I've got ornaments up in my tree. One of them is a hippo because I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. So you'll just have to check it out on your own time. And we'll give you the candidates for QB. Nope, not QB News. Uh, You don't get to pick those. We do. TD of the week. Plus, we've also got very soon the M&M jar and what you want to do, since you can't shake it, you get to see it almost in the round. I, I don't know if we're going 360, full 360, but pretty close. And you'll get to see the dimensions of the jar. And so when you do, you have to guess the number of M&Ms in the jar. I promise we're not adding or subtracting. No one's eating them. No one's putting more in. 
The number is set. And so we'll take your guesses through, say, December 21st, December 22nd. Should we give the peeps a week? A week sounds good. All right. We'll give you a week from the time that we post it. And then when you respond, you want to tell us how many M&Ms are there. We'll take the top three closest estimates and you will win after hours t-shirts just in time for Christmas. I mean, nothing puts you in the Christmas spirit more than an after hours t-shirt. I actually said that with a straight face. Anyway, it's lovely that you want one. That's really cool. Thank you for being interested in a shirt that has not just our show name, but a picture of my dog on it. (laughs) All right. I told you we'd run full court a little bit here, man. It was an incredible night for one Damian Lillard. He actually had 11 three pointers. So I would say he is the headliner uh, from the Monday night on the NBA hard court. And just this stat line alone for Dame 11 of 17 from beyond the arc. He even had, I'm not sure how this worked. I guess because Kevin Durant played earlier in the night. Kevin Durant was tweeting about Damian Lillard when he was watching the Blazers against the Timberwolves. So Dame puts up 38. That's the most impressive performance of the night. But I guess while we're talking about Kevin Durant, his nets are hot to trot right now. Barton in transition. Picked up by Kyrie Irving. Barton draws a double, feeds a rolling Gafford, overshot him. Durant pulls it away. Nets in transition. Irving along for Simmons and a two-hand slam. Timeout, Washington. Durant with Goodwin guarding him. Goodwin, a good defender. Spins left, gets all the way to the rim, and a two-hand slam. And then slaps the backboard for good measure. 30 for Kevin Durant, and that might be the knockout blow. Kevin Durant with 30. 24 for Kyrie Irving. As the Nets win for the eighth time in their last nine games, a 112-100 to victory over the Wizards in Washington. That's Chris Carino on Nets Radio. Washington, of course, where Kevin Durant hails from. He had not quite Damian Lillard numbers, but he had 30 points. He did hit a handful of triples. This is kind of funny. Dame was 11 of 17 from beyond the arc. Kevin Durant was 11 of 17 overall in this game. And since Jacques Vaughn took over, or since he had the interim removed from his title, so now he's just the head coach of the Nets. As you hear with Chris, the team has won eight of its last nine. Favorable schedule being at home for seven of those and being able to uh, wake up in our own beds and have our own routine at home definitely matters. We also faced a couple teams that missed some guys as well. Basketball guys were rewarding us for playing hard. We've been talking about it over the last few weeks oh. and just these little things. We had a great homestand and now we got to take care works? of it on the road. Just have some fun doing it. When KD has a grin on his face, it means we're playing hard. Our leader's happy. And, um, you know, all of us are, are taking that, that leadership role as well and controlling what we can control. I think guys want to win. And that's what uh, happens when you're playing winning basketball. Uh, you're not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about the group and how the group can get better and how you can add to the group. <laughs> Different theories there, right? So Kevin Durant talks about the schedule and the fact that they've run into some teams that are missing people and that they've played a good number of these games at home, sleeping in their own beds. Kyrie thinks it's the basketball gods who are rewarding them for their hard work. Man, if it was only like that all the time, right? You work hard and the gods, there's multiple gods. These happen to be the basketball gods. The basketball gods reward you for your hard work. I work hard every single day. 
I would like to be rewarded from that for that. But this is radio, and that's just not how it works. <laughs> and then Jacques Vaughn, who says it's because the team wants to win. I suppose all of those in concert, well, it gives you a taste of what's happening behind the scenes with the Nets, who, yes, are now 17-12 and 12 and have played their best basketball over the course of these last couple of weeks. I think Jacques Vaughn has a lot to do with it, though he's not going to give himself credit. But they made the right choice. How often have we seen the Nets make the wrong choice, as in the 100% opposite of what a reasonable manager or coach would do? <laughs> and instead, it's ended in unmitigated disaster for them. The way the Nets were running the team, and I mean the front office and the coaching staff, over the last couple of years... It couldn't have been more of a mess. Seriously, everything that they did, it was the opposite of the Midas touch. Giving Jacques Vaughn the head coaching job, instead of hiring Ime Udoka, trading for him with the Celtics, that's a huge piece of their success. Speaking of the Celtics, They're on the West Coast as part of a swing that puts them in L.A. on Monday night. Paul George, double team, gets rid of it to Reggie Jackson. Shot clock at four. Cross court finds Kawhi in the corner. His three is good. Of course it is. Feels like he hasn't made one all year, but the Celtics are down by 22. Five to shot clock. Kawhi turns, fades, hits. Good night, everybody. Arrive home safely. A 10-0 run on the Celtics who spent... Seven weeks cutting a violent swap through the NBA, running off a 21-5 start, culminating with a brutal nationally televised beatdown of the Phoenix Suns. Have fallen back to earth in back-to-back games. Double-digit losses to the Golden State Warriors and tonight to the Clippers in L.A. The final score, L.A. 113, Boston 93. Every time we lose a game, it can't be like the end of the world. It has to just be... Uh, understand that, yeah, it sucks to lose, but at the same time, we got to figure out what we're doing well and where we can get better. Joe Mazzula as the interim head coach, taking over for Ime Udoka in training camp, has been no-nonsense, and he's also a big reason why the Celtics have been taking care of their business. They've been very professional in the wake of what was a tumultuous run-up to the season. However, the schedule's tough, and of course, they're going to get pretty much every team's best shot after their run to the NBA Finals in June against the Warriors. It's clear that Golden State still had their number. And Jason Tatum has not played well in these back-to-back games. Um, So that's part of it. As you hear with Sean Grandy on Celtics Radio, just haven't had the same juice, the same gas in the tank uh, when they've been on this West Coast swing, at least these last couple of games. His name is Jason Taylor. (laughs) Maybe he's thrown by the fact that Charles Barkley called him an MVP candidate, but then identified him to the world as Jason Taylor. The best was the reaction from Kenny, from EJ in studio. Just the way that they expect these things from Charles Barkley. It's what happens when you work together for a long time. You know each other really well. I'm sure Jay's pretty good at spotting when I am about about to make a gaffe or (laughs) when I make up a word. I'm looking at his face first (laughs) for the reaction. Kawhi Leonard with a big night, 25 points in 29 minutes for Ty Lue. And we've always looked at this 
duo with the Clippers, Leonard and George, and you know what? I'll speak for me. I won't speak for you. I've looked at this duo and thought, when? When are they both going to be healthy? When are they both going to be on the floor for the long haul? When are they not going to be doing the load management thing? When are they going to be the driving force for the Clippers? And maybe we're starting to see part of that now. We know he's a gamer. And so the number one team in the league is coming into your building. And you have two dynamic players that are playing well. You know, um, <laughs> you know he's up for that challenge. And so um, we knew it was going to be a big game for him. Kawhi does love a good challenge if he's not taking a night off. Sorry. It's part of what I think of with Kawhi. I know he's great, but he's struggled with some injuries, and also he likes to take his nights off. Evans. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm a fun guy. You are definitely a fun guy if we can hear you laughing at the same time. It's a rare treat. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Before we get away from basketball, I do want to mention this story coming out of Texas, Austin, Texas, which is the home of the University of Texas. And maybe you've seen the headline, but the men's basketball coach, Chris Beard, was arrested early on Monday on a felony family violence charge because a woman who is identified as his fiance told police that he strangled her and bit her. Now, she says she's his fiance. They've been in a relationship for six years. She said they were arguing, and she admitted to police that she broke his glasses right before he snapped on me and became super violent. That's the quote she provided to authorities. In the affidavit, The woman told police he choked me, bit me, bruises all over my leg, throwing me around and going nuts. Man, that's scary. And I know that's just her version, but this is what she told authorities, so I'm passing it along. She told police that Chris Beard choked her from behind with his arm around her neck. She couldn't breathe for about five seconds. And police did see a bite mark on her right arm and also cuts on her right temple, along with some other visible injuries. When he was questioned by the police, Chris Beard told them that he had audio recordings. Not exactly sure how that works. You're in a fight, but you stop to record it on your phone. He had audio recordings that would share his version of the story and that would vindicate him and and essentially prove that she started it and that he wasn't the one who was driving this fight and driving the violence. Apparently, he did not share the audio with officers. You can imagine where that's going. Share it with attorneys you make sure that it's evidence that's included. But you don't give up the audio in the heat of the moment. He had to go before a judge already. He had a bond hearing. He was handcuffed. And he was ordered essentially to stay a certain number of yards away from this house where police were called. So that's a scary situation, regardless of who started it. 
and the school has suspended him without pay until further notice. So now their acting head coach, Rodney Terry, had to step up right away because the Longhorns are actually ranked in the top 10 in the nation. They were playing Rice on Monday night and needed overtime to win that game. Obviously, most of the questions for Coach Terry were about Chris Beard. I can't speak on that situation. You know, um, you know, I love I love Beard like a, like my own brother. You know, and uh, um, you know, again, we were focused on the on the task at hand, and that was again preparing for uh, a really competitive Rice team tonight. And, uh, and I thought our guys yesterday really won this game yesterday. They came in and, and had great preparation uh, for this ball game. They came in and worked really hard uh, yesterday and, uh, you know, obviously had some adversity this morning, but quickly regrouped and, uh, you know, again, battled, battled through a, a highly contested game tonight. I mean, this is a guy who took Texas Tech to the Final Four and was an AP Coach of the Year in 2019 but has been charged with felony family violence with some pretty heavy accusations against him by a woman who says she is his fiance. We'll see what happens moving forward, but I can understand why Texas right away had to move. It's one of those situations where when you're talking about a private employee, you're not waiting until he's innocent or guilty. Because that process can take a long time. The legal process can take a long time. You got to do what's best for the kids, what for the students, and obviously what's best for the school in this case. On Twitter, A Law Radio, also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Did you hear about the twist with the U.S. soccer team and a bit of a drama now? that they're back stateside following their run at the World Cup. Kind of interesting, even as the semifinals are about to hit the pitch in Qatar, Team USA is dealing with a coach who shared about a personnel challenge behind the scenes. Though he made it public. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Be sure. 
It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. I certainly hope that people are as excited as I am about, you know, what the future holds for this group. You know, one thing that's special is, you know, we wanted to talk about how young of a team we are. Is it going to be an advantage? Is it going to be a disadvantage? Um, I hope people saw that. It was most definitely an advantage. The way that these these boys performed in this tournament, you know, fearlessness, relentless, um, just went after everything and represented the country in, in the best way possible. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. That's the voice of Tyler Adams, young captain, first-time World Cupper for Team USA, but loved his leadership. And it sounds like, as we hear snippets of stories and different versions of one particular twist, that the leadership was definitely needed among the young American squad. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You may have heard the name Gio Reyna, Giovanni Reyna, son of Claudio Reyna, who was part of the U.S. World Cup. Again, was it 2 where they went to the knockout stage and actually won a game in the knockout stage? I think that team made it to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. And so Claudio Reyna, for those who are second-generation or third-generation soccer fans, you certainly recognize that name. Reyna is soccer royalty in the United States. But we barely saw Gio Reyna on the pitch in Qatar. The team has already come home, presumably has scattered to its various club teams, or at least home. And Greg Berhalter was at a conference on Sunday kind of speaking about the U.S. experience in Qatar. And he shares a few comments that there was no way he would have thought these were off the record. He was sharing them in a room full of people. And he actually talked about Reyna. Said that because of a lack of effort at training camp, the team actually called him out and held him accountable. Not just Berhalter, but that he was asked to apologize to the rest of the team for what was kind of petulant, entitled behavior leading up to the tournament, and that he was nearly sent home. So these are comments coming from Burhalter to a conference over the weekend. Again, watching the Wales match, which was the opener for the U.S., I recall hearing the comments on Fox, the commentators on Fox, Wondering aloud why we hadn't seen Gio Reyna. He did play the entire second half of their loss to the Netherlands in the round of 16, but didn't get the kind of playing time that was anticipated. So then after these comments get back to him from the manager, he decides he's going to break his silence on Instagram. He said he hoped that this would all be private, that he didn't want to have to air his side of the story or even share his side of the story, but definitely didn't want to have to do it on social media. He said, though, that he felt like he had to defend himself 
because it reflected on his professionalism and his character, the comments that Burhalter made. Now, he, he did say that some version of the events that happened in Qatar, that, that a lot of what you're hearing out there is highly fictionalized. That's the term that he used. And he says he's disappointed that this is getting so much attention. And also, without naming any of the athletes, though he did single out Coach Berhalter, he said he's surprised that anyone on the U.S. men's team and the staff would contribute to it. He actually said Berhalter has always told us that any issues with the team will stay in-house. And yet that's not what Berhalter did. I can understand his frustration at it becoming public. I'm not sure what Berhalter stands to gain by that. Of course, I wasn't at the conference, so I didn't hear it. But apparently, according to Reyna, Berhalter told him, even before the World Cup started, that his role would be very limited and that he was devastated by that and didn't handle it well. So if he had to apologize because he was really upset that he heard he wasn't going to be playing much at the World Cup, I can understand having a couple of moments or sessions even where you've got a toot or you're really disappointed, very emotional. And Reyna admits that he's a really emotional person. He said, I let my emotions get the best of me and affect my training and behavior for a few days after learning about my limited role. I apologized to my teammates and coach for this, and I was told I was forgiven. He says, I shook off my disappointment. I gave it everything I had on and off the field. And so now you've got Berhalter telling one story about Reyna and Reyna using his social media to tell his version. And just one more note here, Berhalter thought that this conference slash session in New York where he was sharing all this was off the record. There's no way. Come on. He's the manager of a national soccer team. He has got to understand nothing like that is off the record. Nothing. Even if you think it's off the record, you're in a room full of people. You're speaking to, I don't know how many people were in the room, but if there's more than one, there's a chance it's going to get out. People don't sit on this kind of information. People don't keep this kind of stuff to themselves. It's too juicy. That's society, but it's also human nature. It's why I tell you all the time, truth eventually comes out. People can't keep quiet when they have a story or some salacious gossip or scandal to share. They can't keep quiet. It burns a hole in them until they have to share it, even if it's supposed to be anonymously. Yeah, secrets don't stay secrets for very long, especially if they're juicy. And so we'll see how the team handles this moving forward. Now, they don't have anything, at least to my knowledge, they may have friendlies at some point early in 23. But right now, the team is not together. Here's one more wrinkle that I thought was... And I remember it happening at the time after Wales. 
he he was a substitute. He wasn't used. Reyna was the subject of some speculation about injuries. Berhalter actually said he was suffering from, quote, some tightness. That's what he said. Didn't identify a body part. It's like hockey, right? A lower body injury, some tightness. But according to Reyna, he was 100%. So there's a lot of friction there. That's tough. Here's the thing, though. Berhalter and his staff are the ones who choose the roster. This is not U.S. soccer. He can't really go above Berhalter's head. And I wonder if this will come back to bite him in the butt. It's not fair, right? But that's what happens in team situations. When you have a coach or a manager and a staff that are choosing a roster, I wonder if this will come back to bite him in the butt. Although it's Burhalter who spoke up who spoke up first. And I don't love it. I think Burhalter did a great job. I like the fact that he's no nonsense, that he brings experience. But you can't tell your team that we keep things in-house, that we handle personnel challenges and conflicts, disagreements, that type of thing. And these things happen frequently with the teams, right? I mean, that's just the truth. High-pressure situations, you're together a lot, you're traveling a lot, you're training together. There's the the thrill of victory, but there's also the agony of defeat. You could see how close this U.S. team was in Qatar. But there's always going to be conflicts and challenges. You're dealing with a, a lot of different personalities who desperately want to play. Not everybody's motivated by winning. Some people are motivated by their own personal gain or their own personal playing time. It's just it's always hard to me- to meld personalities, which is why chemistry is such a it's such a difficult, intangible to produce. It's it's hard to find the right mix. But if you tell your team that you're going to handle everything in house, and then you're the one who speaks up, even if you think it's off the record. That's that's undermining not only your authority, but it's undermining the success that you had in Qatar. And to that end, if you go on social and you search, just search for Gio Reyna, you know what pops up? Comments from other U.S. soccer team members, former, not current. I haven't seen anything from the current team, but guys that, Guys, and and actually women and men who played, like Carly Lloyd, she had a similar situation where a coach told her she wasn't going to play. No matter how well she did, she wasn't going to start. She she wasn't going to play a lot. And then she turned out to be the star of their most recent World Cup gold. So there are a lot of players, athletes, who are coming out in defense of of Gio Reyna. Not a good look for U.S. soccer, especially after all their success. I feel like they had a lot of momentum and we're going to carry this forward into 2026 with such a young team. And this kind of derails it. But maybe it dies down because they're no no longer in Qatar. And for now, anyway, there's not a whole lot on the plate of U.S. soccer. We'll see. It kind of leaves a bad taste, though. And you wonder what happens with Gio Reyna moving forward. He's very talented, for sure. On Twitter, ALAW Radio coming up. Your candidates for TD of the Week. Also, we're going to have that video up soon. Eminem jar, baby.
I picked out all the red and green ones just for you. You. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It's a Touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. Touchdown. One man to beat 10. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Made a guy miss. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Tom Stokes. Center something into the end zone. To cast your vote for the TD of the week, head to at After Hours CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855-212-4227. The Detroit Lions. Second down and five Lions from the Viking 41. Golf play action fake. Time in the pocket. Looks, looks. Throws deep downfield. Got a man wide open. Inside the five. Caught. End zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Jamison Williams, welcome to Detroit, young man. The Cincinnati Bengals. Burrow catches a high snap. Now it's a flea flicker. He's going to throw it deep. Got him. He's got a man open. Woo. Over the shoulder catch. Trenton Irwin at the six. Touchdown. Baby. Baby. Bengals. The flea flicker executed to perfection. The San Francisco 49ers. Kittle motions to the right of Purdy in the backfield. Ayuk slotted inside of McCaffrey left. Jennings and uh, Ray Ray are right. Purdy going to throw for the end zone for McCaffrey. Makes the catch for a touchdown. What an adjustment there by Christian McCaffrey. The Buffalo Bills. First down. Bills have it at the Jets' 24-yard line. Josh lines up shotgun. Now the snap. Allen looks, looks, fires it downfield, caught by Dawson, knocks at the eight, dives into the end zone, he is in! Touchdown! Touchdown, Buffalo! Dawson Knox was wide open, and he sailed over a defender to get into the end zone. A 24-yard touchdown strike. Ooh, this time we decided to go with individual feats of strength. Dazzling moments from week 14 in the NFL, and we're not even including Baker Mayfield's touchdown pass. At the end of their game on Thursday night. So your TD of the week candidates. And this is leaving out the game winner with the Cowboys because it was a one-yard run by Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, it was huge, but it wasn't so dazzling. (laughs) Is that even fair? We've got Dan Miller on Lions Radio. Jamison Williams' first NFL catch, the product out of Alabama, healthy and holding a touchdown as the Lions were roaring against the Vikings. And did you hear the crowd behind that call from Dan Miller? Beware of the Lions. They have won five of their last six, and they've got the same record as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Joe Burrow with a flea flicker. That was uh, also lighting up the crowd. The Bengals and Browns, points hard to come by initially, but those Bengals, they're one of the hottest teams in the league. Joe Burrow was on with the Mannings on Monday night. Dan Horton, Dave Lapham on Bengals Radio. 
Christian McCaffrey said he would do anything that was necessary to help the rookie quarterback, Brock Purdy. I'm not sure how much help Purdy needs, at least right now. He looks like he is large and in charge, Mr. Irrelevant. Greg Papa on Niners Radio. Here's what I know about the Niners. They have not lost since they made the trade for Christian McCaffrey, regardless of who starts at quarterback. So what is the common denominator? And finally, Dawson Knox, the somersault over the defense, airborne into the end zone. Bills against the Jets on Sunday. Also in the snow, in the elements, points, at least initially, were scarce. But that was the first touchdown of the game, and it was dynamic. John Murphy on Bills Radio. We've got four incredible candidates for TD of the Week. Cannot wait to see what you come up with and who you choose because I have no idea. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio, and the poll will be up momentarily on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS Porjay. He has not had a moment to sit down. Oh, he's shaking his head right now. What is happening? Is the pressure getting to you? Are you not... Able to step up to the challenge? <laughs> I literally don't even have time to answer. Oh, oh, well, excuse me. So then I shouldn't ask you to play some Tom Brady for me? or <laughs> It's fine. You don't have to. I'll just talk amongst myself. Anyway, show Twitter, After Hours CBS, my Twitter, A-Law Radio, when we get it out there, and then also on our Facebook page. And I just will tell you this. There are Christmas ornaments, photos of Christmas ornaments, but... You're going to have to check them out, each on Twitter and Facebook. They're not the same photo, actually, so go to both places and look. I thought this was an interesting nerd alert that I saw in the wake of Week 14. You know how much we love defenses around here. Defense wins championships, and we've got at least two championship defenses that we get to see week in and week out. I don't know if these teams end up winning the Super Bowl, but I do know that these defenses keep them in every game and in some cases win games for them but the three longest sack streaks in the NFL all came to an end on Sunday how about this the Niners the Buccaneers the Cowboys none of them recorded a sack of the opposing QBs what are the the chances that all three of these streaks come to an end in one weekend The San Francisco streak was 39 consecutive games. But even though they slaughtered the Buccaneers, they did not sack Tom Brady. And there's a reason for that. He is a master at getting rid of the ball quickly. He's made a living on it. That's why he's still playing at 45 years old. But also, he's gotten rid of the ball even quicker in 2022. The numbers will show that he's figured out a way. They don't have much of a run game. He's often under duress. He's actually getting rid of the ball more quickly this season than he ever has in his career. So no sacks for the Niners on Sunday. 39 consecutive games. That was the streak. The Tampa Bay streak. So listen, they're on the same field, right? The Bucs don't get to Brock Purdy. And so their streak ends at 34 games with a sack. And then finally, the Cowboys. (laughs) The Cowboys have their hands full against the Texans, right? The Cowboys had a streak of 24 games in a row with at least one sack, and that comes to an end against Houston. The NFL is strange. It's crazy. It's strange. It's odd. It's weird. It's wacky, but it's oh so wonderful. Nerd alert. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.